This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Welcome to the show. My name is Adam Ritz. Jay Baker is on the phone with me. Hi, Jay. How's it going? Uh, It is going great, Adam. And because I am on the phone, I'm able to join you from my outdoor studios here at Casa Baker. Uh, And I'm I'm being joined here by Harper, the uh, wonder dog. She's a rescue. And of course, you know, we always talk about rescuing pets. And we'll have another segment on that soon. But She's napping peacefully, which is what a rescue is supposed to do, as I'm enjoying a beautiful summer day. So we're going to touch on summer. I have some great summer information to share with you. It is a beautiful day at the time of this recording, and the calendar has flipped once again. We are into May now, and all your summertime activities are right in front of you for the next several months. Uh, Outdoor studio, huh? That sounds pretty posh. I mean, not everybody can afford an outdoor studio. It's more like a deck on a suburban home, but, you know, I I like to inflate its importance. Well, it's theater of the mind during this uh, public affairs radio show, and uh, I'm glad you brought up the warmer weather. Uh, I've got some um, pool safety tips I'd like to start with due to a a tragic story. This is so sad. Uh, NFL player Shaquille Barrett, who plays for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, I actually had a chance to meet him when he played at Colorado State University uh, back in, uh, I think it was around 2013 or 2014. Uh, He's a seasoned NFL veteran, and and just such a sad story. This past week, his two-year-old daughter drowned and passed away in a a pool uh, in Florida, and it's just just broken so many hearts. The Tampa Bay Bucks have uh, issued a statement sending thoughts and prayers, and you know, while this is such a an enormous tragedy, I thought it'd be a uh, at least a little springboard to start talking about some swimming pool safety tips uh, for the neighborhood pool in your neighborhood, or the pool in your backyard, or or the pool in your friend's or neighbor's backyard. Uh, so, according to uh, uh, this website, homewarranty.firstam.com, on their blog, they've got uh, a pool safety checklist. Uh, so number one is to teach children how to swim as soon as they're old enough to swim. Uh, have you ever seen a baby swim? It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Uh, I I had a buddy from college who had a pool and uh, his son, who's about 14 now, when, when his son was like four months old, it could like do the backstroke. It it could swim before it could, before he could walk. Uh, and we always thought he'd, you know, end up being an Olympic sw- swimmer, but he just grew up to be a normal fourteen-year-old. Uh, <laughs> um, when your kids are around a pool, uh, especially the younger ones, stay within arm's reach at all times around children who are, you know, not pool ready. If they, if you know your kids can't swim, uh, no reason to leave them alone around a pool. Number three, designate someone to actively watch the children uh, at the pool. For at a social event or a pool party or a birthday party. That's um, so important what you just said because it's easy just to assume someone else is doing it. Yeah, yeah, you got to designate somebody to do it and uh, make sure they limit their distractions. For example, if you do have a hired 
hand, uh, a nanny, a, a babysitter. Uh, sometimes that uh, 13-year-old babysitter likes to watch their TikTok on their phone more than they like to watch the kids. So make sure their phones are maybe uh, uh, at a distance while they're watching the kids around the pool. Um, yeah. And then along with those distractions, just simple socializing. If their friends come over and they're hanging out, make sure they're you know not over-socializing and God forbid any drinking or um, drug activity is happening during said socializing. Number four, ensure you have proper fencing around your pool. Uh, use at least a four-foot-tall fence and self-closing gates. Uh, and I know, according to different ordinances and state laws, uh, some pools have to. You have to have a fence. If you don't have a fence, you have to have a pool cover. Um, uh, and I, that I makes have. Sense. I I have uh, someone uh, in my family that has a pool. They don't have a fence, but they've got the uh, you know the 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 uh, legal pool cover, and it is thick. I mean, it, it's so thick the the warranty says that like a deer could walk on it. You know, in the middle of the night, if like wild animals walk onto their property, an animal a a, a full size moose could walk across this pool cover <laughs> and not pierce the the plastic or fall into the water. Um, here, here's a little uh, funny story for you though, Jay, about those pool covers. They act uh-huh. as solar heaters too. They really attract the sun. So during you know the hottest part of the summer when they're at work, they have the pool closed because they don't have a fence. So over the weekend, when we go over there to jump in the pool, there is zero relief in the water from the heat. The water is 95 degrees. Wow. So you're laying by the pool, you're sweating, you get in the pool, you're even hotter. So maybe uh, for some of you that have a pool cover, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you wish, I should have got a fence. Maybe I should have just got a fence. Uh, I can hear those birds, Jay. I can hear your yeah, outdoor is, studio. It's wonderful. When you have an outdoor studio like this, I mean, you just revel in the warmer weather. <laughs> now, if uh, you hear a car drive by, it's not nearly as romantic as the bird. Not as nice as the birds chirping when the no. uh, when the mufferless mufflerless uh, Dodge drives by. All right, number five on our list of uh, pool safety tips: place a safety cover on your pool or hot tub when not in use. Uh, and remove ladders or steps. Number six, use the buddy system. Nobody should swim alone. So, you know, even outside of toddlers or kids or babies uh, or people that don't know how to swim, if, you, if you're if you a seasoned swimmer, um, use the buddy sw- system. Uh, don't swim alone. Uh, number seven, establish and enforce rules and safe behaviors around your pool, such as no diving, uh, walk, don't run. Uh, you can always tell a, a pool that was built in the 70s when you go over to somebody's house for a pool party when they've got the giant uh, diving board that's like four feet off the ground. (laughs) Yeah. It's like back in the 70s, we were like, you know, uh, there could be some safety rules, but I'm totally unaware of them at this time. And I've seen, you know, I'm I'm a bigger guy. Uh, I've seen those videos, those viral videos of like the 200 plus pound uncle that went off the diving board and snapped it. Uh, so I, I have my diving board days are behind me, not because I fear pulling a muscle or the belly flop pain of the stomach sting. I just I fear snapping the diving board and humiliating myself or or severe injury when the board <laughs> claps back and snaps me in the back of the head after yeah, I snap I'm thinking it. a broken board could equal broken head. 
It, it really could. <laughs> yeah, so uh, not a bad safety rule. Number eight, make sure everyone wears swim-level appropriate safety items, life jackets, floaties, things of that nature. You can tell when you purchase some of these floaties that'll say not a life-saving device right there on the on the box. Uh, so just keep that in mind as you have the floaties and, and uh, life jackets around your water. Number nine, keep children away from pool drains, pipes, and other openings to avoid oh, entrapment. Yes. Um, you know, there are, are pipes that, uh, little hands can fit into and if they reach in and get stuck, uh, and then the water level rises, that's a tragedy waiting to happen. Uh, and number 10, uh, CPR, take a CPR class to be prepared in case of an emergency. Um, so I, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I have to admit, Jay, I don't know CPR. I, I, I see it on uh, TV and movies. I don't think that makes me an expert. I could, I could do it like they do in the, in the last uh, Netflix series I watched, and that's probably completely incorrect. So I should take this, uh, our own advice, and take a CPR class because I'm going to be around plenty of swimming pools this summer. Yeah, it's, it's just a good thing to know in general, and you probably know CPR uh unfortunately might come in handy in a public setting if someone collapses suddenly so uh in fact that's what saved uh demar hamlin's life uh with the buffalo bills last fall when he collapsed on the field the cpr was just it was engaged almost immediately the uh the medical staff on field were right there uh if he had been in my backyard i don't know cpr who knows what would have happened so uh there's some Pool safety tips as we have entered May. The warmer weather means uh, if you have a pool, you might have already had it. If you're in the north anyway, you've already got it open maybe, uh, definitely in the south. And then uh, for our southern listeners, I don't know if they maybe don't know this, neighbor, neighborhood pools and apartment complex pools open on Memorial Day weekend at the end of this month. So people in the north uh, that have access to some sort of public pool – are chomping at the bit for that uh, Memorial Day weekend grand opening. Yeah, it's a big thing uh, in our neighborhood when the pool opens. Believe me, uh, it's like uh, getting concert tickets. There's a <laughs> line, you know. And then the head scratcher is they close the pool at those public places over Labor Day weekend, at the end of Labor Day weekend. So let's say, uh, you know, Monday, September 4th, uh 2023 it's going to be 94 degrees in uh in southern michigan and i know and those pools are going to be closed it's i've always thought how could they not figure out a better system to just maybe close it when that first cold spell hits because it could be hot up until october the first weekend of october well absolutely so if you and i were in charge of the pool industry we'd say the first day that's above 65 get that pool open right away and then we'd say, don't close it till it gets, uh, let's say, in the 50s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Until the, when the high is 64, when it's under 65, when the high is 64, two days in a row, that's when you can close the pool. Now, here's the thing. Uh, lifeguards and pool managers are yelling at us saying, we have to staff the thing. Yes, you know, and we, it's important, yes, that they do that. We we have staffing issues, we have equipment, we have chlorine we order, and we, it's all set to run out on Monday of Labor Day weekend. <laughs> and we're ruining their delicate balance. I will tell you this, though, as a sidebar to what you just said, 
uh, have a close friend. He has a pool and he was the one that had the pool in his neighborhood because he said, I always wanted to know where my kids were, which I thought was great. You know, meaning the kids' friends are going to be at their house in the pool during the summer. And he was right. That's exactly how it worked. What he didn't know is that his wife and his daughters would command him to do just about what you and I just said, open the darn thing up in April, keep it going well into the fall. And he showed me the gas bill one time to keep the pool heated. It was not pretty. No, you're right. Yeah, my sister has a pool and we keep it open. uh, I say we, like I have anything to do with it. We keep it open until well into October. And we always... You know, at the end of September, it's still, we'll find a Saturday or a Sunday when the high is 77. Uh, then we start getting into October and there's a, you know, the high is 74. And then uh, the next weekend, the high is 70 or 69. And that's when we're like, all right, let's start uh, running the heater all night, the night before we want to spend the day there. And it's a, it, it might be two or 300 bucks to run that heater all night. And then by the next weekend, it just it might as, it might as well be snowing. Uh, as soon as the highs like sixty five, we're done. Don't um, you love the fact that this is a public affairs show and conservation has <laughs> just been thrown out the window? Any thoughts of conserving our precious natural resources? You know, so the takeaway here is run your pool heater all night in October. That's, That's the, your takeaway. There's your public affairs knowledge for you. But boy, you are dead on about pool safety, and a lot of it is common sense. But I, I can underscore what Adam just said. Make sure you keep an eye on the youngins because you know so many pool tragedies, and it, it is something that is difficult to come back from. Such a such a tragedy, complete accident. Uh, and you know, we mentioned Shaq Barrett uh, and his family and his daughter uh, passing this past week from a, a pool accident in Tampa, and and we just send all of our thoughts and prayers to not only him but anybody who's been touched by this sort of accident or tragedy. Well, Adam, coming up in May, as you know, a couple of big, uh, spectacular events. One of them being the Kentucky Derby, which, if I'm not mistaken, is traditionally always the first Saturday in May. I think you're right. I'll, yeah, I, I have May 5th, May 6th is always in my head for when the Kentucky Derby is. And Louisville, of course, depends a lot on the Kentucky Derby for tourism. And, uh, you know, once again, they're hoping that this will be another great, successful season for them. Of course, Kentucky Derby involves great hats and fast horses. The Kentucky Derby, I believe, runs a little bit after 6 o'clock. And uh, people like to bet on the Kentucky Derby. It's somewhat traditional to bet on horse racing if it's legal in your area. Of course, we always say don't bet more than you can afford to lose. But it's kind of fun to put on a silly hat, put a couple bucks down on a horse, and enjoy your Saturday. The fashion is amazing. The ladies with their hats, and then uh, the men wear a very <laughs> light-colored pastel sheer sucker suits and vests and uh, saddle shoes. It's uh, you know I want to go uh, someday. It's on my bucket list, and not necessarily to watch one horse. I just want to get dressed up like that. Oh, I think it would be a blast. It's always fun. I do enjoy the coverage. It's always way too much coverage, but it's fun to watch, <laughs> as you said, about just the general hijinks that surround the Kentucky Derby. And then, of course, getting close uh, to Memorial Day will be the running 
of the Indy 500. The Indy 500 is now uh, owned by the Penske Racing Group, and they brought a tremendous amount of professionalism to the race course. And uh, it's, it's always a lot of fun. It is still known as the greatest spectacle in racing. And certainly in its heyday, when there were 400,000 plus, uh, you know, fans that would be in attendance for the race, those days have abated a little bit. I, I'll be the first to admit, you know, I'm the one that longs for all the nostalgia of things. But I was there when there was 400,000 people. And trust me, that's a little too many people in that small of a spot. <laughs> it's a be- big, beautiful race course. But picture 400,000 people. That's more than most uh, towns in the United States, you know. That's a, a whole city, like in, oh, uh, in, one, yes. in a one-block area. Absolutely. Uh, and it's a little bigger than one block. but uh, Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, it's a two-and-a-half-mile oval. It sits on a very big plot of ground and has permanent seating, I think, for a little over 240,000 people. The rest kind of jammed in wherever they can be, a lot of standing room only. Uh, So I think the current crowds of the Speedway work out just fine. If you've never seen it in person, I always urge people to do so just because it is a spectacle. The first 20 laps and the last 20 laps are probably the coolest thing you'll ever see and you know and in, in between you can go down and get a refreshing drink it's always what is it the sunday of memorial day weekend yeah and it's usually associated with that sunday that's close to memorial day and i forget exactly how they work that out but that's the day we've had some conversations uh, and interviews with uh, a lot of the drivers they have done so much charity work um the one that comes to mind, uh, ha, the driver himself has, um, is it diabetes? Gosh, I shouldn't even have brought this up. Oh, because, no, no, you're absolutely um, right. He was sponsored by Noradisc, which is a product uh, that was created by Eli Lilly. And uh, this gentleman did have uh, pretty severe diabetes, but it was kept under control from medication. So sort of uh, as a promotional for his his sponsor, they showed that, yes, this gentleman was leading a normal life and, in mm-hmm. fact, participating in this race because of his medication. That's, uh, you know, inspiring to somebody with diabetes to know that uh, there's a, a guy that can do the Indy 500. Uh, that's a pretty demanding uh, four hours in, in the heat on a track doing that. Um, you know what? I'm going to go through our old uh, episodes because one of my episodes, this was probably seven or eight years ago. Uh, my gosh, how long have I been doing this show? Uh, we did interview him, and it's uh, in podcast form on the website, adamritzshow.com. His name's just escaping me. Um, yeah, we'll his name that. escapes me as well, we'll but we'll, I know exactly I, who I'm, you're referring to. I'm looking to. right at him. I can see his face in my head. Um Go ahead and, and do another um, story, and I'm going to Google, and I'll and we're both yeah, gonna, please do. We're both going to scream when we when I say the name because you're going to go. Ah, I'm, I should have known that. <laughs> I'm I'm guessing that his name was Charlie something, yeah. but I could be totally off. You're base. totally right. It is. It is. It's Charlie. Um, Char- is it Charlie Kemble? Charlie. Charlie Kemble. There it is. So yes, with there, you know, uh, as long as you and I are both half right. We may actually arrive at a fun fact. You know, there's been a lot of discussion um, to have uh, presidential candidates have a cognitive test. 
uh, due to the age of both uh, (laughs) potential candidates. I think you and I should have a cognitive test. And if we don't pass, we're not allowed to be on the radio. I think the show would be silent. I can't vouch for how I'll do, but I I do not argue your point. Charlie Kemble. I I was saying Charlie Kemble the whole time. I don't know if you heard me. Oh, see, there you go. You knew all along you were just uh, trying to pull it out of me. I know. (laughs) Oh, pardon me. (laughs) Okay. I think I just swallowed a bug here on my outdoor uh, outdoor recording studio. <laughs> that's why so that's why recording studios are indoors. Okay. That's, apparently that's why they put a screen door on your house. Apparently these bugs, uh, <laughs> my goodness. Uh one is this an important holiday coming up, Memorial Day. We talk about it a little bit. Very few people understand it and you know Adam, you and I have done promos for various holidays in our line of work. And we have had military personnel point out that within the military, there really is a distinction between Veterans Day and Memorial Day. Veterans Day is a day to honor all those who have served the armed forces of the United States. But specifically, Memorial Day honors the men and women who died while serving in the U.S. military. And, you know, you probably have heard the phrase, some gave all, and that is part of the Memorial Day observance. It was originally known as Decoration Day. And, you know, I got a little choked up doing some research on this because this came to be uh, shortly after the Civil War, and the Civil War ended in 1865. Well, the Civil War affected every young person in the United States. They were either directly involved in service to an army or actually fought in the wars of the civil war and it was u.s versus u.s so obviously there was a great loss of life and it directly affected americans yeah um and in such a way that following uh the actual civil war people would go out to uh, different cemeteries and decorate Uh, the graves of those who served during the Civil War. And it was a very somber, uh, as well it should be, uh, observation of, you know, men who gave all for military service. Now, it traces its roots back to Waterloo, New York. That was the very first community to have an annual observance of Memorial Day. That's that's pretty interesting. And would you say it was called before Memorial Day, like Observance Day? It was called Decoration Day because decoration you were day. you would go out to the cemetery and decorate the graves of those that you knew and relatives who had passed. Now it's associated uh, with parades, which is not a bad thing, you know, to honor those that have passed. And the biggest parades for Memorial Day are in Chicago, New York City, and Washington, D.C. I... God, how have I lived this long without knowing about Memorial Day parades? They, Memorial they Day is a big day for parades. Now, not every community has a parade. Now, do they? Now, I'm con, don't conflate this with Fourth uh, of July parades because I am no, very no. well versed in that. Uh, I've never really. They don't broadcast these. I've never seen the Chicago Memorial Day parade on uh, on television. I've seen footage of the Chicago St. Patrick's Day parade, but not the Memorial Day parade. I'm I am I'm learning so much with this public affairs radio show. I'm so glad I listened to it. That's what public affairs is all about, Adam. Keeping you in the know. 
Now let's shift gears just a little bit because <laughs> Memorial Day, of course, the unofficial uh, beginning of summer. As far as I'm concerned, the first day over 60, you ought to start celebrating summer, but it is summer and we want to give you some tips to help keep you safe in the summer months. Don't forget that exposure to heat is critical for the very young and the very old. They get affected the most. So obviously keep an eye on youngins when the weather turns warm, but also keep an eye on senior citizens. Uh, You know, if you have a neighbor or a friend or a relative that uh, lives alone, uh, keep an eye on them during these hot months. That is great advice. Um, And with the heat coming our way, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more during the hotter months, the uh, leaving your child in a car seat inside the yes. car. You know, there is no quick errand where you can just, you know, run, park at the curb and run in the store. You think it's just going to take two minutes. Before you know it, I mean, it could take 20 minutes and tragedy strikes. So we'll touch on that oh, later during yes. the hotter months. But uh, great point, Jay. And speaking of driving, also increase your driver awareness. I will tell you, uh, being here in my backyard studio, that uh, we have live in a uh, in a neighborhood where there's uh, quite a bit of traffic. You know, obviously people out running errands just in the neighborhood itself. The occasional person cutting through your neighborhood, but we have an awful lot of kids and an awful lot of pets in this neighborhood and i bet ours is not the only one be hyper observant as you drive through these neighborhoods there's a reason why many communities post speed limits in neighborhoods of only about 15 miles per hour it's to it's for the safety of everyone and we're just telling you this because you get busy you get distracted there's a lot of distracted driving don't let being busy or distracted or in a hurry uh, be the cause of, of a tragedy. You know, you mentioned uh, with the warmer weather, the pedestrians and people outside playing. Um, th- there are more cars too, more traffic, more. Oh uh, yes. You know, I today just you and I were talking before the show. I was like, I'm running a little late b- before the show because I had to run to Lowe's, and I, I picked up some wood, sort of plywood paneling that I'm going to replace on my shed in my backyard. And that trip to the low to Lowe's to get to get the wood would not have happened in a in a colder in a December. I'm not fixing the shed, so there's right. all kinds of activities that that drivers need to take care of in the warmer weather. So more cars in the road, more pedestrians near the road, more kids out playing. Uh, everyone needs to pay a little more attention. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Now, I'm going to give you the best pro tip you've ever heard on the Adam Rich Show. I'm ready. And you and I, it, you, let me what? guess. The IndyCar driver with diabetes is named Charlie Kemble. That was the previous pro tip. Okay, what's this the, pro the, tip? The is next the best. Finest, this is the finest <laughs> pro tip you will hear on any radio show today, my friend. That's how good this one is. I'm ready. Be- believe it or not, your ceiling fan has a summer and a winter setting. And here's the ticket on this one. During the summer months, make your ceiling fan go counterclockwise. That will create a downdraft that will push cooler air towards you, the person that pays for said ceiling fan. I did know this one. I'm so proud of you myself. Did. Yeah. Good. No, that's great. 
yeah, uh, fans are a handy way to sort of keep air flowing in your home. And your ceiling fan is especially good at this. But counterclockwise in the summertime, you reverse that, of course, in the cold weather months. But there's your pro tip. And if you didn't know that, uh, the next time you're in your room with your ceiling fan, look on the side. There's just a little uh, switch. You can just uh-huh. you can experiment with it, flip it back and forth. Uh, I maybe bring the fan to a complete stop, like you don't want to throw your car in reverse <laughs> while you're going 50 miles an hour forward. Uh, so bring your fan to a complete stop before you flip that switch and turn it back on and, and see which airflow you like the best. Uh, I like uh, I like the fact that someone would experiment with their ceiling fan because that <laughs> that would require knowledge and uh, and the ability to act on said knowledge. But uh, <laughs> but you, but you you are correct. And yes, do not do not blame our show if you boink your head on a ceiling fan. If you break your ceiling fan during these experiments, <laughs> we take no responsibility. Interesting stuff, Jay. Thank you so much. Uh, that's a great first step into the warm weather topics that we're going to be covering over the next several months. Now that we're into May, uh, the thing I'm looking most forward to are the swimming pools opening. And if you have access to a public pool, uh, you got to wait till Memorial Day weekend. And I think I thought that's what Memorial Day weekend celebrated. I'm glad to know that there's actually something uh, a little more meaningful be- behind it. Yet again, I learned something on the Adam Rich Show. Thank you, Jay, so much for joining us. You can hear this uh, episode and our, our past episodes, including my interview with Charlie Kemble, uh, on our website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.